Patsy Deferens is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. And a happy Friday, happy casual Friday to you and yours. Andrew Callahan alongside Fitzy of WEEI. And I recently discovered Coach Prime of the Massachusetts local football scene and a man who, when it comes to media, I just, I think we could be best put by, he can make all the throws. So he is on here. He's got the shades for the folks joining us on YouTube. We are live again today. It is a heck of a day to be live. And I promise those folks watching on YouTube, uh, we will go a little bit longer than the two minutes and 59 seconds we just got out of Bill Belichick because he is not having a happy Friday. He is 0-2. The Patriots are trying to change that. Fitzy is here to make a smile and give us some information. Where are you at on this Friday? Has it been a long week? Hey, Callahan, I read that bull junkie you wrote. I'm going to ask you now, if the Patriots go to Jet Life Stadium on Sunday and get a win, you going to be a believer? Do you believe now, Andrew Callahan, Mr. They effed us wrote it in January in the Boston Herald. Will you be a believer? Because I'm going to tell you what. I'll be a believer, Andrew. And yes, these are not the glasses I wear when I coach flag football. And yes, that is the most fun I have as a football fan, football personality, football, anything, each and every given week. Where am I right now in my in my fan cave slash studio? Where am I emotionally? Where am I uh, in a more meta capacity right now? As far as my Pat's love and Pat's fandom, I am in a place of immense frustration with this mm-hmm. team. And here's why. Yes, I full well understand that the team is improving. Yes, they do have an excellent defense. Yes, I see guys who may be around for a while to come, who may be legitimate stars, who may be tremendous additions to the true Belichick 3.0 or the future in Foxborough, speaking first and foremost of Christian Gonzalez. But what I what I see on the field right now, what I've seen the opening two weeks, two home losses, two freaking Groundhog's Day of a result where the Patriots have first downs called back or reversed in the last minute in failed comeback attempts, is I see a team that is hell-bent, come high water, to beat themselves as badly as the other team wants to beat them each and every week. And I know Bill O'Brien is trying to make chicken blank out of, you know, the chicken salad out of chicken blank, but they did this to themselves. They continue to find ways to beat themselves and be their own worst enemy. And until that stops, until somebody is talented enough, coaching-wise, schematically, player-wise, speed, hands, toughness, whatever, then we're going to continue to be frustrated by this team. And it's driving me nuts because they blew a chance to go to the playoffs last year, and they had two winnable games at home against two playoff-caliber teams, and they blew it. Well, all right. I think that uh, probably captures everything for Patriots Nation right now is the Prince of Pats Nation, as I texted you the other day. Uh, (laughs) And I just... It's interesting because, you know, you're going to answer this question here in a second. And it's a starting segment we do for every preview episode. And we'll get to when the Patriots have the ball and when the Jets have the ball on 3-2-1 breakdown and make our game picks here today. Yeah. Uh, another episode of the Pats Interference Podcast brought to you by FanDuel, exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Spit it out as the segment, 30 seconds about what this game is about. To me, this right. week has been as much about the game as it has been the reaction to the last game because this is – since 2001, as we all know, new territory, mm-hmm. 0-2. And you call them winnable games. My reaction to the reaction is it's overblown. And I get why, for all the reasons you just said. It's frustrating. They were close. The season was about promise. 
And all they promised to do was screw it up initially and then just finish shy at the end. But I also look at this and go, they were underdogs against the Eagles. They were underdogs against Miami. And you need to win some division games starting this week. But I just think if they get on track against the Jets, which we don't know yet, a lot of this calms down. And Dallas is going to be an issue. And it feels like it hurts. But like the most likely scenarios for this team, even the better ones, are still on the table at 9-8, and 10-7. and seven. Am I too calm for you? Uh, no, you're not. You're being highly rational, but you're being highly rational in a positive capacity. And, you know, I'm not trying to stir up some sort of pandemic and, you know, tell people to, you know, start bringing their oily torches and their pitchforks as opposed to their, you know, boom boxes with crazy train and their buffalo chicken dip and Bud Lights to the tailgate. Uh, but there's a reason why. Look, it all goes back to 2020. If Tom Brady plays out, the oh, no. string of his career with the Patriots, and we are mired in what the Patriots are playing through right now. Nobody gives an F. But the entire narrative has changed when Belichick, Kraft, et al. allow the greatest player in franchise history, greatest player in NFL history to walk out the door. And then it's, okay, let's see what the plan is without the greatest player who was the flex seal, who was the fixer, who was the guy in the kitchen who made sure every dish looked perfect before it hit the salamander or it exited the kitchen doors and found its way to the restaurant. All right. And you know what I've seen? I have seen way too much. I've seen way too many mistakes. You know, Andy Hart on our podcast and postgame show six rings says Pats fans should almost get used to calling mistake riddled or, uh, you know, beating your own self style football is like the new Patriot way per se, because we've been doing it or we've seen it for several years, Andrew. So I would be completely fine with Everything they're doing, I could care less if they were stuck in a Jets-like quagmire for years, if they didn't somehow bring a large portion of this upon themselves. Uh, that being said, yeah, they were dogs in the first two games. Yes, they did play with toughness and tenacity and grit right down to the final whistle. And no, they don't have a Mac Jones problem. Mac Jones has an outside weapon and offensive line problem. Which we can get in, which we can get into further. And I know you're, you've been just like me, waving the flag for months. Like, hey, over here, the offensive line, it's garbage. And now the Patriots, or at least a couple of weeks ago, finally started addressing it. And I don't know, I don't know how far they're going to be able to go until they fix those fundamentals, dude. Well, you hit on it there quickly, and I'll answer my own question. Spit it out, thirty seconds. What is this next game about? And to me, it is about the Patriots maintaining not the identity of you don't screw up you right. have fewer penalties you play more disciplined you're a step ahead and that smarts and those fundamental that you execute get you ahead you survive by not losing but you at least screw up less than the jets like that that's what this is about you go to zero and three right because of self-inflicted wounds then you go to zero and three because you lose to the team famous for their self-inflicted wounds a ticking turnover bomb in Zach Wilson, a guy who have turned inside out yep. and then outside in and then inside out and then outside in in four mm -hmm. matchups. Like that's on you. All of this is on you. There are no more qualifiers because as I mentioned, they were underdogs in those first two games. Those games were close. You had a chance to win. That's encouraging. Even as just much dismay that has just flooded Foxborough and outside anxiety, your favorites going into this game. And I think rightfully so. So I, that, see, I think they have pretty. no business being favorites in this game. This should absolutely. So the home, correct me if I'm wrong, but the home team 
always had. And listen, you literally see everyone who's going to be like, oh, Fitzy, he's turned into part of the media. Oh, no, now he's got negative. Now he's too much time with Andy Hatt and WEEI. No, I didn't. Again, I didn't. None of us had to live in reality for 20 years. We were just in this Wonka-like utopia of victory and merchandise and relevance and dominance. And we could just always walk around beverage rested on our table gut shelf. Just like, yeah, we are better than you. I mean, we always have been, but we got Brady and Belichick and also a Gronk and an Edelman. So F off. I am better. Well, we don't have any of those guys anymore and we sure as hell could use some of them. So there's been a little bit of a humbling in Foxborough. And as far as Sunday goes, yes, Zach Wilson. I mean, Zach Wilson is like, he is, he's like a, Baker at Pepperidge Farm. The guy's the freaking turnover wizard. I love what he does. I celebrate the entire catalog. And the Jets obviously did everything they could this offseason to not be here with him under center, to not have him be leading a team that they loaded up, you know, with, you know, HT to Namdi Asamoah 2011 Eagles dream team style. Uh, just, you know, same color uniform, just in a different, albeit, you know, lousier location in North Jersey. Well, what if the narrative or storyline becomes, wow, the Zach Wilson uh, renaissance or the Zach Wilson turnaround began against the Patriots? If I'm Nate Hackett, first of all, I still can't believe I'm employed. Second, <laughs> if I'm Nate Hackett, the, I, I, if I throw more than 13 passes on Sunday, I should, turn in, I should turn in my resume right there, my resignation. I should be like, I resigned as OC of the NYJ. There's no reason the Jets should possibly – possibly put the game in Zach Wilson's hands again because he was the main reason why the Pats won in Jersey last year um and of course Marcus Jones the main reason why the Pats won in that icy windy stalemate from November 2022 he's out for the next four weeks as well so uh, show me on the doll why the Patriots should be a three-point favorite okay we'll get into that um and I think we should just skip ahead though because we're, we're talking about the big picture reaction to what the Patriots are doing and what will happen at the end of this game, whether they win or lose, is one of two things. They will be one and two, mm-hmm. or they will be 0 and 3. So very quickly, because we, we should get into this game, and it is going to be a close, and it should be ugly, and we've got inclement weather, and that deserves a lot of attention to the detail that will separate right. the winner from the loser. Let's start positive. They're one and right. two. It's mm-hmm. a close game. They win by three or six. Mm-hmm. Your reaction quickly will be what? My reaction will be... Yay. <laughs> uh, also, uh, it'll be, oh God, now I don't have to deal with three hours of angry Danny from Quincy and Paulie and Dedham calling into the Six Rings postgame show on EEI. Paulie's well, kind of a dick. Fa- it's, it's, it's tough, man. Uh, they're Not all sure Paulie's real. Sorry. I celebrate the passion, dude. Like I love it. Uh, we love it. But uh, no, my reaction will be if it's the kind of win where it's not like Zach, if they earn it, put it this way if the Patriots earn the win, Solid offensive line play. They find they have a plan for Quinn and Williams and that ferocious Jets defensive line. And, you know, um, Quincy Williams, who's playing out of his mind since joining his brother on the Jets defense. If they don't throw, if Mac doesn't throw a freebie to Sauce Gardner or DJ Reed, if they just play a solid game where it's, you know, our strong is bigger, better than your strong, our smart is smarter than your smart, and the ball bounces the Patriots' way, I'll be fired up. If the Pats, like, Zach couldn't even get that fired up the only joy I took as a Pats fan in them beating Zach at Jet Life Stadium in 2022 and 2021 was the, the Schadenfreude factor. Like, oh, I, like oh, the Pats really didn't look that good, but 
I know Jets fans are miserable, so I can walk with that. And, you know, that's a sad little bit of joy that Pats fans can take in that. If they okay, play a great does, game, yes, I'm happy. Does 0-3 look? Oh, bad. I mean, like, you just, like. Your, phone, your life is on do not disturb oh. for the next six days, maybe weeks, two weeks, just just leave you alone. Like, every, once an hour, every hour, it's just going to be. Yeah, uh, Mr. Stevens, a.k.a. Fitzy, uh. Yeah, some I know it's the ninth time I've been sent over today. Someone else ordered a wellness check on you. I just <laughs> just 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 holler or throw a pizza crust at the window or something to let me to maybe take the empties out of the kitchen. People are worried about. Yeah, no, dude, like Andrew, think of it this way. If this season, which we are hoping involved, um, you know, Robert Kraft wants playoffs involved. Um, he wants postseason, he's desperate, uh, you know, for relevance and wins again. If playoffs aren't going to be a factor because what team has ever made the postseason at 0-3, then this season, like before the the second day of autumn, the Patriots season could basically be just about trying to see who's a part of the future and who are the building blocks for 2024 and beyond because 0-3 teams don't make the postseason. So, yeah, it'll be pretty dire. All right. I'm going to give away my pick at the end, which we normally say. You cannot now. This is part of the rule, just like I did last week. I missed. I said Patriots would win 20-19 to against the Dolphins. I think they win here 16-13, as I mentioned. Ugly, gross game. The under is plummeting, and yet Sunday? people should still bet it. Yeah, on Sunday. So My pick is very similar to yours. Yes. If you're with me or you're with Fitzy, who looks at this game and goes, I don't understand how the Patriots could be favored, you should still go to FanDuel because you can still score early in this NFL season, even if the Patriots are not. You can snap into NFL action this season with America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200. That's two zero zero in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, you hear me make these ad reads. And hopefully don't fast forward. Get your money and get into the action right now. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders. I hit the under for Patriots Dolphins. I just had the wrong team winning. Uh, And lots more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. $200 in bonus bets with just your first $5 bet. Must be 21-year-older and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit is required. Bonus is issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bet. It expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions to apply. Please see terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Can I give you now, coming off of your FanDuel-sponsored read, can I yeah. give the people... Let me give the people two things that I think will be absolute money winners. Thank me later or drag me on the X come Sunday night or Monday morning. One, under total first half points in the game, 18 and a half. That's minus 115. That's free money, people. Like That's like finding a burlap sack with a giant novelty dollar sign outside in unmarked, non-sequential bills. Take it. And the easiest money, I think, Callahan, Pat's total points under 19 and a half at minus 108. Hmm. Do you like money? I I like money, which is why I might hold on to that. That's a stay away for me because I think, look, when the Patriots wow. have the ball, let's let's do it right like this. And I'm going to read you some Mac numbers that surprised me when I dug them up for this very podcast. So overall, the Patriots right now, their offense, 17th and DVOA, they mm-hmm. are staring on schedule. 
Okay, there are no explosives. Their longest play against the Dolphins was an 18-yard back scramble, but they are top 12 in passing success rate and rushing success rate, meaning, again, how often do you stay on schedule? First and 10, do you get five or more yards? Second and five, do you get three or more? Third down, do you just convert? Problem is, of course, they're top one in just bad, horrendous first-half turnovers, and they're not explosive, as I mentioned. The Jets, 13th in DVOA, coming off a 30-10 loss to Dallas, and before that beating the Bills, 22 to 16 and the way Dallas beat them, of course, it's not the way the Patriots are going to beat them because their offensive line is much better. Right. But in the big picture sense, it was death by paper cuts, quick completion here, mm -hmm. short run there, slowly building down the field. And they finished with almost a two to one uh, time of possession advantage. And when I look at Mac and his career numbers, completing 72.66% of his passes against the jets in four games, three mm -hmm. touchdowns, one pick, Mm -hmm. 7.2 yards per attempt in a passer rating of 97.6. Baby, this is this is his wheelhouse within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. This is even, again, no comparisons between the player and the defense. When the Patriots looked at the Seahawks in that Super Bowl and did the sit-downs for the video after, it was, we can't go big plays down the field. Like, we need to live 0 to 10, maybe to 15, and slowly march down the field. This is the game for Mac to do that, and he's already done it, even if there's a dropped interception here or there. So I'm feeling okay about that. Obviously there's a big question. What do you, what do you make of those numbers when I rile them off? Uh, two quick things before those numbers as well. A, uh, a huge, like multiple people that were involved in the Patriots winning at jet life last fall, uh, including the referee that called Mac Jones's pick six back and Devin McCourty, who picked off not one, but dose Zach Wilson arm punts. Don't forget uh, Jacoby Myers. And Jacob, yeah, and Jacob Myers, but they all won't be there. So that's a factor. And also, uh, you know, Mother Nature, who's been having a year, she has entered the equation because now she's throwing some sort of like twisting, fruity, tropical cyclone thing, like some sort of bizarre mid-ocean form tropical cyclone is about to dump uh, gallons of rain and sadness all over the Northeast. So weather could be a factor as well. This could be well, a ground and pound stop there for a second. Cause I had never heard of a tropical cyclone and I don't know about you until this week. I think Warren Sharp yeah. tweeted about it. And uh -huh. if you would ask me, Hey, what's a tropical cyclone? Like I would have thought that was some <laughs> fruity drink. You found <laughs> what I get with my wife at a swim up bar on our honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, or an ice cream truck. You know, it's one or the yeah. other. It's the most pure form of childhood. Yeah. Right. I will take one tropical cyclone, please, and thank you, and drop the change. on Pure the childhood escapism when the ice cream truck comes by the beach at the Cape and all the parents are like, ah, oh, damn it, now I get it. Honey, do you have any cash? Yeah, or like yeah. something something that Dino at Vitamin C tries to convince us to order because we're just down there for a crispy lager and a nice double IPA, and he's like, guys, my new sour's over there in the swirly machine. Yeah. But that said, Mother Nature could be a factor. Now, to your numbers as well. I, I yesterday I was all over the Mac Jones numbers on the season. Like to me, there is no more polarizing figure in Boston sports on the Patriots in the NFL right now than Mac Jones, because dude has no come from behind victories. He's never beat another team when the other team scores 24 or more points. Yet I know over the last four seasons, no team has held opponents to 24 or less more frequently than the Pats. With no offensive, with saloon doors for an offensive line, for God's sakes. Hi, Calvin Anderson. Uh, in the second least amount of time to throw this season, dude is top 10 in completions, touchdowns, and yardage as well. Yet he's never, yet he's never, he made it to the playoffs once, 
doesn't win and the other team scores 24. No come from behind wins or signature W's. So you you're if if this is one of those like henpeck death by a thousand paper cut pass type games, the Pats will be in it all the way from opening kick to final whistle. Your your Sunday really is just for the Patriots, it's we can't make a crucial mistake and we have to sweat Zach Wilson out. And for the Jets and their similar DVOA, it's 100% about what can we do to mitigate Zach Wilson crapping all over our boss line, rock and roll secondary, and wide receiver, and basically just weapons unit, if you will, between the running backs to the wide receivers that are kind of better than the Pats. I mean, wouldn't you take Nicole Hardman, Alan Lazard, and Garrett Wilson, plus Cook and Hall over, like, Bourne, Parker, Henry, Zeke, and Mondre? I mean, I think that's, like, slightly advantaged Jetropolitans. It's, it's closer than you want to give it credit for. The tiebreaker yeah. is who's the best of that bunch. You know, like it's 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 NBA games in the last five minutes, comparable right. teams. But who is the best player with the ball in his hands to make that difference? And Garrett Wilson has only seven catches this season, 117 yards and a touchdown. But he is far and away the best player that you just rattled off on that list. Uh, for me, though, let's let's stay with the Patriots offense against the Jets defense, because okay. this is the Jets defense that allowed them all of 25 points last year in two meetings. It was the same game plan separated by three or four weeks. We're going to rush for play zone behind it. And there's nothing you could do because of then. And probably now their offensive line issues. The one reason I have hope for the Patriots is not only as I've written and said multiple times, they've been playing offense. Like they have saloon doors for offensive tackles for going on two months. It's that the jets have a soft spot against tight ends. And you saw this last week against Dallas, two touchdowns allowed through the yep. air both the tight ends last year were below average DVOA against tight ends and Hunter Henry is having a hell of a season. <laughs> like he, he looks like a character yeah. in a play that doesn't belong. He's giving a fantastic performance, but you don't know what the hell the star of Greece is doing in the Wizard of Oz because everything is a little bit different around him. Like he is, he's killing it. And I've right. been on Hunter Henry forever. So it's not to point that out. It's to say, what is the man of La Mancha doing in rent? This is so strange. <laughs> yeah, precisely. And Mike Gesicki against a, a safeties group that looks like it's going to be down Tony Adams, who's not a star for the Jets. And Jordan oh, he's good. Had three he's picks. good enough. Solid. Right. The middle of the field, again, is where they can win. And I think they're ironing out some things that will mitigate the first quarter turnovers. I think DeMario Douglas has to get in this game to also win over the middle against Michael Carter, their nickelback, because you're not going at sauce. DJ Reed is every year underrated outside, but they can win where they're best at. And that's the middle of the field. And I think through those tight ends, that's why I think they score more than people expect. Um, do you have any other thoughts on why they might surprise, even though you're taking the under already? Uh, <laughs> why that, why they might surprise. Yes. Uh, for the, for those reasons alone, look, like I said before, right. Quincy Williams has been a great addition to their linebacking core. CJ Mosley is definitely much more a front four front seven than he is a, middle of the field back end guy, but he does have great instincts and he dropped an easy pick from Mac in the game last year at jet life. Um, yeah, they, they have to find a way they just need to win in their They, they have to win in the spots where Mac is most comfortable and continuously successful. If they try to turn this into, um, you know, an outside zone game or all of a sudden Mac is like, yeah, you know, let's go back to the days of me chucking it deep to Devante Jalen and Jerry Judy then this is going to be a long day. Um, and it's not the kind of day where anyone should be worried about fantasy stats or anyone should, you know, how Mac looks. It's more about just pure efficiency. And if they can, 
complete. If Mike Gesicki can use his size advantage over some of these guys, and Hunter Henry can continue to do uh, his old man shake and bake, uh, that's con- that's worked out so well for him. Like he said on the radio station a few weeks ago, he looks good and feels the best he's ever done as a pro because this was the first off season, no rehabbing, no surgeries. Like so, he said he was able to quote attack the off season. Learn, work on his footwork, learn some new routes. Like he's been hive mind with Billy O'Brien and Mac the whole time, and it shows. So let me ask you this: in in return for a Pats offense that has been stagnant and produced all of three points in the first two halves of these games, who's the guy that's going to join Hunter Henry and Mac Jones as part of the "let's put our foot down, no more struggling on offense" in the first half movement? Uh, well, it has to be Bill O'Brien in my mind in a big sense because this is why he's here, right? To be right. the difference-making OC. We got a couple questions here, so I want to get to those before I get to that one because there's one yep. other player. It's Ramondre Stevenson that I yep. think has an opportunity to attack in the way that we just described. Bader yep. wants to know, are we going to see Vidarian Lowe at right tackle? Calvin Anderson has been dreadful. My money would say no, and that's because it was very close between who had the worst day in pass protection, but we had a D minus on the right side and then just a D on the left. Like Lowe gave up the tackle, the sack on that last drive against Miami. Trent Brown looks like he should be back on Sunday. Big thumbs up there. Um, So I think they'll keep Anderson there, let him develop that timing with an one and just go because he's also just better than Lowe. I understand though, wanting to pull Anderson. Another question uh, we had down here from old man mob. Uh, what's the biggest upside or downside of the Patriots team this year? I think it's the, the upside's gone from 11 and six down to 10 and seven. And obviously there's mm-hmm. a lot of catch up probably still in the six and 11 to seven and 10 range downside. So on Stevenson, he yeah. had, I think as many receiving yards as he did rushing yards against the jets last year. And so that's a guy I talk about Henry with the trust. Mac has mm-hmm. that same trust. He threw yep. to Mondre and Jacoby last year and that was it. And so I don't know how they'll try to manufacture some of those matchups because Williams and Mosley like do a good enough job in space. Um, but when he's in empty sets, like that, he's a guy like Bourne and Juju was supposed to be is good after the catch. If you get him in space, maybe not even mm-hmm. on these screens, like I would have tried to attack that way to get him into open room and let him go from there because we all know what he can do with the ball in his hands and a chance to just get past the line without defenders swarming him a second after the ball is snapped. And last night, uh, I sat through the majority of uh, that Thursday night football affair between uh, the Giants and the 49ers. And I saw Brock Purdy attempt like one, whatever, however it's measured now, like dangerous throw, downfield throw, whatever you, however you want to call it. Um, And it was a long touchdown pass to Debo Samuel. But otherwise, he spent the majority of the game just finding ways to get the ball into the hands of McCaffrey. Debo and Kittle, who in one-on-one matchups with the guy, the kind of guys that should be covering them, usually not only will get open, but win, and then are able to advance to the next level because of their speed, toughness, and their footwork. For some reason, and I think a lot of it just goes back to the O-line. Like You've got an awesome O-line and the best left tackle in the last 20 years in Trent Williams. By the way, that was a punch. We'll, he'll probably be getting a nice FedEx over the course of the next five days. Uh Whereas the Patriots O-line has been just subway turnstiles for the better part of the first two weeks. No continuity, communication issues, low and no Trent Brown. And now you got to bribe him back onto the field. I don't care what you have to do to buy Mac Jones one more second. And if this turns out to be like Billy O'Brien's masterpiece where he's like, he's almost five wide the majority of the game. And we're not just like, traditionally running from the gun or it's not just passing from under center or whatever. 
And you've got like, I saw someone mention the comments earlier, like could Ty Montgomery factor in? Absolutely. Absolutely. I could see Mondre and Ty Montgomery popped up like quick guy, like Hunter Henry and a bunch of like quick little dudes, just getting passes and getting down and sustaining drives and frustrating the jets. I think, I think that would be a great way to go about this because if you, if this is like traditional max seven step five and seven step drops, I mean, how long can you ask Cole Strange to hold up on Quinn and Williams? So part of the way that they've tried to slow down these pass rushes um, has been tempo. It's been screen game. It's been quick game, uh, some counter runs. I think you'll see a lot of misdirection runs, trap, wham, like inviting defensive tackles into the backfield and bam, there comes Hunter Henry from the side to knock him off course. Yeah. One thing they have not done, however, is play action. They rank 30th in the league in play right. action usage. And that's partly because they've fallen behind. It's because you can't block. But that's yep. another way to make those defensive linemen think twice about charging up field. 13.3%. That, to me, has to go up. That's my game plan. But, Coach Coach Fitzy, I, I got to defer to you here as we wrap up the offensive segment. Uh, your two-point plan for the, the Patriots to get over the 19.5 points you think is is – Way too much for them to score on Sunday. Uh, it's a simple, it's a simple, Mac is on, on pace for 34 touchdowns, but also 17 picks. You cannot turn the ball over. Okay. The, it's kind of hypocritical that Belichick benches DeMario Douglas while he's trying to make a play and like a super freak of a human like Bradley Chubb comes from behind and just makes a great football play. It's not like Pop Douglas was holding it out here. Like, you know, Zeke doesn't get benched when he fumbles. Mac doesn't get benched when he throws a pick. So don't turn the ball over. A clean game. Number one, clean game. Two, the short passing game has the short passing game has to set the Jets up to the point where the defense starts to branch out a little bit. The zone gets frustrated. The defensive line is now checking over their shoulder for who he just zipped a ball to next. And then that's when you hammer them. If they can stay in the game with the short passing game long enough. Maybe Zach does give you a 50-50 ball or two. Then you ground and pound him into submission late in the game as the weather gets a little wonkier. There's your key for there's your key for success. Two touchdowns, two field goals. I mean, two Rylands and two Mac Tutties would be, or two, two Mondres would be spectacular because I do not see the Jets getting more than 20 points. I know 24 is the magic number in Pats Nation. Get me 20 for the Pats. That's a dub. Yeah. I like it. Okay, so you guys have heard me talk a fair amount about betting on this podcast, giving you some advice, told you where to make those bets. So I got a quick question for you. What if there was an app that used AI and machine learning to suggest smart sports bets? Well, good news, and you might have guessed it. There is, and that app is called Odds R. It's the mobile app you need to know what bets of the day are the smart ones. So just download the app right now, I'm serious, and sign up for an account. And just let the latest data analysis guide you through today's point spreads, money lines, and over-unders. If you see green, that's a smart bet. If you see yellow, you're on your own. And if you see red, just don't do it. Move on to the next. Because odds are doesn't take your bets. It makes you better at making them. With odds are on your mobile phone, you're always a tap away from making a smart play every day. It's smart betting made simple. So find the odds are app in the app store or on Google Play and get a two-week free trial. It's just 10 bucks a month after that because the casinos and sportsbooks want you to bet, but odds are wants you to win. Go get it. Pat's Interference listeners actually get a special deal too. You get your first 30 days of the app free, totally free. 
if you go to odds are that's odds the letter r.com slash pats to download the app that's odds are.com slash pats for 30 days of smarter betting free i'd call that a winning bet all right wait Go Quick ahead. question, uh, Callahan, right now, as we exit the offensive side and we switch to the defensive side, um, new temporary only because I'm the guest segment here on your show. It's called If I Had a Time Machine. Yeah. Or uh, if you could travel back in time Love and you great. could force Belichick and Gro's hand to do one of the following things, having watched the first two games and seeing the schedule that they have ahead of them, knowing full well there's not even really an easy dub on the schedule until they go for a Spieltag in Frankfurt. Um would you would you make the Patriots get a better left or right tackle, or would you make the Patriots trade for Jerry Judy or an elite wide receiver one? Yes. All right. Thanks very much. <laughs> no, the, the offensive tackle is is my choice. Uh, yeah. I, I get the Judy stuff. I just don't think, aside from trading, which means Keenan Allen, who was taken off the board, like I, that was my first point in a rebuild plan was you're going to have to need to trade for a number one receiver. Jacoby and Juju at the top of that market. I think obviously there's a little bit of buyer's remorse uh, from people I've talked to about Juju. That, that's a little strong for me, but they're heading in that direction just given what they've seen, what we've yeah. all seen, frankly. And so if it wasn't going to be the draft, which I didn't begrudge them, you, you just need to plug the holes that were still there from last year. And it helps mm-hmm. your run game. It protects your quarterback. It gives him extra time because this was always going to be um, – and even equal opportunity offense, spreading the ball around. It would be really nice to have that number one. But, I mean, anyone watching DeAndre Hopkins in Tennessee is not looking at that guy going, okay, he's carrying gravity like he used to. So, in those in those scenarios, like, I I, I would take the tackle. Mike McGlinchey, come on down. We wish you did. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, when the Jets have the ball. So, their offense, 31st in DVOA. They are 30th in EPA per play. That's expected points added, basically how close you helping yourself get to the end zone every snap. They are better at staying on schedule to run. I talked about success rate for the Patriots. The Jets are 14th when running the ball, uh, but of course 30th in passing because Zach Wilson lives his own life and it does not include uh, playing career in offense. They are <laughs> much more explosive. Brees Hall had an 89 yard run against uh, Buffalo in the opener. Garrett Wilson a long touchdown, 68 yards against Dallas, beat our old friend Steph Gilmore. And so mm-hmm. the Patriots, as you mentioned, like just have to play a clean game. And Lawrence Guy gave voice to a column I'd written that day, which was just screw up less than they do. And you get out of there with a win because he said, yeah. this is a do your job game. You don't have to force plays. You don't even have to make plays. This is him talking, Lawrence Guy. You just have to wait for the plays to come to you. And that's what this is about for me. Mostly because Zach Wilson stinks. He's the worst quarterback in the league. He's mm-hmm. going to give you the ball just like Devin McCourty has every year. Be there with open arms to go get it. Am I missing something? Is this is this way too simplistic a take on when the Jets have the ball? No, it's not. It's 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 the it's the appropriate take. However, you know, leaning on past performance to indicate future success could be v- dangerous for the Patriots as well, because because that running game has been so lethal for the Jets, and because they added Dalvin Cook to the mix as well as Brees Hall. And by the way, if anything ever happens to any of my ligaments, especially in the lower extremities, I'm going to his surgeon because who yeah. in the world comes back faster and more dynamic 10 and a half months after ACL reconstructive surgery? Holy smokes, is that guy a bottle rocket? He's a he's a real concern come Sunday as well. Now, the, the Patriots don't have to construct a defensive game plan that mirrors what Belichick and Mayo and the other Belichicks did on last Sunday against the Dolphins, sort of like 
building a shield around Tyreek and Waddle and then allowing Mostert, unfortunately, to feed. And that 43-yard run is still just an absolute backbreaker that I'm sure they was rather the point of emphasis this week. If the Patriots can be stout at the point of attack, if they don't let Hall slip through, if they don't let Hall go around the side, if they don't let Dalvin Cook bust one up the gut, if, you know, the God shows who's a new dad and the guys and the Barmores and the Bentleys can make sure that you don't give up anything more than four yards in a cloud of recycled tire pellets, then you're going to make Zach have to make some critical throws. And yes, one or two of them will invariably end up in the arms or near the general um, wingspan of Duggar and Peppers and Gonzo and Jones. You got to, you got to haul, you got to haul those in. And here's the deal about Zach Wilson. It's not even just about past performance. It's his performance this year. Worst passer rating in the league, bottom five PFF grade, second highest turnover worthy play percentage. So that includes interceptions, fumbles, and ones that the defense just screwed up because you gave it to them and they dropped it. That's why they're playing defense. But the point you make about, you know, kind of contain a lot of dad strength, by the way, up front. Christian Barmore just had a kid. You mentioned Devon Gotcha had a new kid. Lawrence Guy, I think, has more kids than anyone on the team. She, they've got four. My God, she just came. God bless them. They just keep. You, you need they, a, a lot. You need to put that dad strength to good use because what yes. happened against Miami was they lost the edge way too frequently. And part of that was. The coach I, yeah. Uche and, is that why we saw a lot of Tavai? Yes, Tavai on the edge who, who lost it on the touchdown run, but really aside from that was okay. It yep. was starting with Josh Uche. It was Dietrich Wise on a couple of occasions. Like, you just can't do that because the rain is not going to put out the gunpowder on the Jets. You need to do that on Sunday because they have nothing else. It is setting mm-hmm. off a stick of dynamite. Like, they're not going to be able to slowly march here. They're counting on a couple bombs to drop on you or breeze all the burst through, and that's it, and they win. And that's what this is. One of the other ways that they're going to get explosive plays, of course, is Garrett Wilson, which brings us to Christian Gonzalez, who took on Tyree Kill in the second half against Miami. And you never would have known this was a rookie playing in his second NFL game because he had a lot of help. So good. They I mean, legitimately so good. So good. Would you would you at least dabble? And yeah, we'll double him on third down. We get in the red zone. We'll, we'll shade a safety over. But um, would you let him maybe shadow? Marcus Jones is going to be out. Yeah, uh, Marcus Jones is a thousand percent out for at least four weeks, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's out longer, which hurts the Patriots in the return game uh, as well, since he single-handedly won one of those two matchups for him last year. Would I let him go one-on-one with Garrett Wilson, especially in sloppy conditions? Yes, I, I, I would allow him at at times to take on the task because Lazard is a like a working class quality receiver he had the trust of Rodgers. obviously it's a completely different ball game with zach wilson and uh alan lazard i'm not that worried about Michael hardman he's more of like an end around reverse gadget run deep play flyer type of guy the rest of their weaponry old man cobb no nah, no nah, come on now um, right so you you can play a little yeah. bit more man um yep and, and so wilson's really the bigger part there and like they gave up a touchdown to uh usoma um josh bledsoe was playing <laughs> It almost stinks. Their tight ends are not nothing to shit, nothing to write home about. Right. So like you, there's not as much of a threat from an explosion standpoint or guys you're just afraid of at the snap. If you're going to play more man coverage, which they really didn't do against Miami, especially losing all those corners. We don't know where Jonathan Jones is at, Uh, but, but it really is up front. And one player I want to highlight because he's not leaving the field. I think he's wildly underrated, but he had a bad game against Miami is Juwan Belly. Like that's the guy when they go to a five, one front, 
they say, okay, all the defensive linemen are going to plug those gaps. And if it gets outside, you just need to run over there and make the tackle because you have free range. No one's coming up to you. There are no double teams that are reaching you at the second level. That's the point of a 5-1. He couldn't do it. He had two missed tackles. That space game against Miami is not really for him. But this game, which is going to star Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall, if they treated almost interchangeably, is going to be a big him game. Um, and he had an interception, Zach Wilson, last year. Mm-hmm. What do you think as far as that goes with Bentley? Listen, Bentley got that nice two-year, $19 million deal for a reason. And as, as much leadership, poise, determination, and guidance you can show as a team captain, that's that that doesn't win you the game on Sunday. Like that, no Jets player is going to say, ooh, Juwan Bentley is revered in his locker room. Let's run away from him on this on this upcoming play. Like if they think he's slow and they can get the edge around him, or if they can find a way to get a mismatch and put Bentley in coverage, damn right the Jets are going to find every way possible to do that, which is why eventually I'm kind of hoping that he may get subbed out a bit more on pronounced or obvious passing plays and maybe you'll see a guy like Marte Mapu in there instead, because at least now, sure, he may also get shaken and bacon out of, uh, you know, out of his pants a few times because he's a rookie. So he may bite on some fakes, but he's got the kind of speed, not to mention the power, because everyone says he hits like a runaway freight train. He's he got does. the kind of speed to keep up with people. Bentley just can't like Bentley would have been a stud uh, back in the good old days of you know, the Patriots 2014 defense and uh, on either of the double dynastic halves of the Patriots six Super Bowl runs, he would have been an absolute stud. But guys, his size at the linebacking position are slowly sort of getting phased out. So uh, he's going to have to watch himself again on Sunday. Like he's a very, very, very pivotal player. One uh, other area I want to highlight here, because this will impact, as I mentioned, sitting edge against a run game is going to be huge, not letting Cook and Hall get outside, but also just, the, the how the Patriots balanced what they did a lot of last week. Matt Judon dropped eight times into coverage mm-hmm. to take care of that kind of short seam area where Miami just kept peppering them with passes. They introduced a lot of sim pressures where you've got, you know, four or five guys in the line of scrimmage, one drops off, replaced by a linebacker or a safety. So it's still a four man rush, but you get to it creatively to create confusion. That's what Juwan Bentley got his interception on last year. Yeah. I'm curious how quickly Judon and Uche, when they are rushing, can just get to Zach Wilson. Again, he was the worst quarterback under pressure last year, bar none, and he's still on track to do that again. And when they're not, how well are they confusing those blocking schemes? Because Lakin Tomlinson, the left guard, and Dwayne Brown, left tackle, Brown has not practiced so far this week, I think are the softer spots of this offensive line. So I would look for a lot of stunts, Bentley coming in off that left side, but then if the guys aren't dropping, you got to get home. Because obviously Zach Wilson is Bell chick. This is what this he kept the praise. Really athletic quarterback. That was it for Bill yeah. of an opponent uh, on Wednesday. How effective are they in both of those instances when you're dropping and the other guys are rushing versus can Judon and Uche and Keon White just win right away? Because that's that's a battleground that I think will be a bellwether for their whole defense because it means affecting Zach Wilson is going to implode or causing him some confusion, which could also bait him into a bad mistake. Do you almost wonder in some way if Salah, who I think is just out over his skis against most most other coaches, like good defensive coordinators don't always make great NFL head coaches. And if I were him this week, I would have been treating this like way more of an emotional affair than just trying to play. It's any other game. It's an AFC. No, it is not any just any other game. It is not just any AFC's matchup. It's having lost 14 in a row to the Patriots. 
It's about having a chance to be in first place in the AFCs, depending on how Sunday shakes out. It's about trying to end the season quite early of our older brother and oppressor for the better part of the last two decades. Uh, But hey, those are his choices, whatever. If he wants to come up with fancy, shiny metaphors about birds and whatever else at the top of hard knocks, good for you. You do you, Salah. Uh, as far as the Pats go, look, Dwayne Brown's questionable, hasn't practiced all week. Mackay, and also just his place on this team is very questionable. Mackay Becton has never been the player we thought he would be. He's questionable. He's banged up as well. There's a very good chance the Patriots could just flat out use speed and power from Wise, Uche, Judon, and Keon White, the human action figure, to just absolutely just dominate the game right from Jump Street and I kind of wonder if Hackett and Salah are going to be like, look, if you think the pocket is folding, throw it away. Do not, do not think that your arm talent, Mahomesian angles and footwork is going to save the day. Clock it, live to fight another day. Uh, and, and that may be the case. Like we could be looking, Andrew, at something like in 2015 where the Patriots were in that AFC championship in Denver. Like the, you know, they had no tackles that day whatsoever. So Ware and Miller just feasted all that. Brady had no time to pass all day long. And this, was, you're, you're talking Patriots. Def- I guess it could be both depending on your view of the Jets offensive tackles. But as far as that analogy goes, like Patriots yeah. offensive line is getting turnstiled or both. Yeah, I, I the Patriots offensive line is going to have some trouble. I think more up the gut, whereas I think okay. the Jets are going to have like the Patriots had an awful time on the with the at the tackle position. Volmer was playing left tackle. He was on a broken ankle. Um, Whoever the hell played right tackle that day had no. Well, it was Marcus Cannon, whose career you know you thought might have ended, um, but instead he bounces back to be second team All Pro. Anyway, let's yeah, let, yeah. let's wrap up here. That's how two, I see. That's sort of how I see it playing out. Two game plan points from you uh, defensively. Oh, two two uh, two game plan two two defensive game plan points. One, uh, absolute can you can't no big runs, no home runs, absolutely no home runs whatsoever. Uh, we know Brees Hall is capable of taking it to the house on a moment's notice, and Dalvin Cook is uh, no slouch himself. They gave up a 43-yard backbreaker last week to Raheem Mostert. You cannot allow any chunk rushing plays. And as far as it goes with Zach Wilson, yeah, get after him as quick as you can with the power rush on the outside. Just be patient with him. But be patient. Don't oversell it because it could just be, and you know, Two leads back into one. It could be one well-timed draw play when the Patriots sell out on a jailbreak blitz on the outside that goes up the gut. And next thing you know, a game the Patriots have had in hand, 6 nothing all game, is quickly 7-6 Jets and now WTF. So be patient with Zach. He'll give it to you. And you absolutely cannot allow any home run runs. Co-sign on that. All right, we have our 3-2-1 breakdown, boiling everything we just talked about down into three matchups, two keys, one wild card, which is quickly turning to be my favorite part of these preview episodes. Okay, guys, taking a quick break from the football to talk about a new Pats Interference partner, AG1. It's a daily nutritional supplement for whole body health. I gave AG1 a try, frankly, because they gave me a call. But now after months of using AG1, I am giving you a call because I take one scoop of AG1, mix it into a glass of water every morning before breakfast and drink it. And right then and there, I know, regardless of how long my day goes, how stressed I get or how busy I am with work down at Foxborough, I have taken care of my vitamin, mineral and nutrient needs. I have taken care of my body and it makes me feel great. And as they say, you are what you eat. And what AG1 is, is a science-driven formulation 
of those vitamins, minerals, and probiotics, all whole food source nutrients that support your energy, focus, strength, and mental clarity every single day. Who doesn't need that mental clarity, especially nowadays? And AG1 as a whole is raising the standard for quality in the supplement category. That goes for you folks taking the one pill a day. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, give AG1 a try and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for the first purchase. All you have to do, it's very simple. Go to drinkag1.com slash pats. That's drinkag1.com slash P-A-T-S. Drinkag1.com slash pats. Check it out. Uh, and then a game pick at the end. But first, a word from our friends. Be a huge fan of the AG1, by the way. That Yeah, you are? Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, you know our lifestyle. We're up too late. A lot of stress. Sometimes the adult beverages get flowing. That stuff is Sometimes. amazing for everything that you force upon yourself. I'm basically the New England Patriots offense of taking care of myself. A lot of unforced, unnecessary errors. So AG1 is great like that. Yeah, cool. You succumb very easily to pressure of like, yeah, you want to stop at McDonald's? No, no, no. Another beer? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> straight through. Uh, all right, three keys, two matchups, one wild card. Lead us off, Coach Prime. All right, so three keys. Two keys for the Patriots to win. Again, uh, patience at the line of attack as far as defending the Jets goes and no turnovers on offense for the Patriots as well. A fundamentally sound game where the Jets have no plays in the return game, let alone on offense as well. Over 20 yards will keep the Patriots in control of a game where they are less mistake prone, less turnover laden, and they have the much better head coach as well. I so love that's, that's my, that's my top key for this game. Yeah. No turnovers for sure. Especially in light of, again, the, the jets aren't going to threaten you if you do play patiently and play safe because uh, their problems are going to expound whenever they get in the red zone, uh, et cetera. Mine is limit Zach Wilson scrambles. And I, I joked about Belichick limiting his description or praise from Zach Wilson to really athletic quarterback. We've seen him before, like someone you see at the gym who's doing a lot more pull-ups than you or running faster. Like, Oh yeah, that really athletic guy I see every once in a while. His stat line says nine carries for 42 yards this season. Doesn't seem like a whole lot, mm -hmm. but you look at their best drives against Dallas last week. He was scrambling. He was extending plays and not in a way that he was looking for the highlight throw. It was, I've got room to run and I'm taking it. And so his success rate rushing is 66% of the time either keeping them on schedule or getting them first downs. He is absolutely telling them we cannot let him get out and get those scrambles. And so for me, that's the third key. One matchup for me, other side of the ball, uh, as we get two matchups, Cole Strange versus Quentin Williams is asking for a lot of trouble. Like, I, I don't think we know if Cole Strange is good yet. This would go a long way right. to understanding, you know, even if he gets help from David Andrews, and he should. Quentin Williams is great, but he got benched in this game last year. And that just that just history cannot repeat itself in that way here again. Yeah, and City So, I believe, is wearing a red non-contact jersey at practice, so you'll yeah. probably only have Mafia at your disposal mm -hmm. in terms of uh, large humans you could pop in at the guard position as well. Um, that was one I was going to jump on, but ultimately, I, I want to go, you know, we're at a, we're, we've been in a deficit of star power for the last couple of years with the Patriots, and I legitimately think the first guy that has it – or as they like to say, the Riz, swag, whatever you want to say, and then some, is Christian Gonzalez. He looks the part of a star cornerback. He looks the part of a star. He's got the glimmer in his eyes. He's fluid on the field. If you've got Tyreek Hill shouting you out on your podcast, on the podcast saying, like, 
you know, shout out Patriots. This kid's a real one. He moves really well. He had me locked up. Yeah, then, positive shout out. Positive shout out from Tyreek. Positive Kelsey. shout out. And like, look at Kelly. And like, you've probably been in the locker room. Like, there's a draw to him. Like, he's got the magnetism. Like, there's legitimate star power with this kid. And the Jets have one in Garrett Wilson, who's kind of like a, a silent assassin. Like, he's like, if you saw in Hard Knocks, he's a quiet killer. But boy, can he move. So I'm looking at Garrett Wilson versus Christian Gonzalez as a get your popcorn ready type matchup. This is iron sharpens iron the way sauce versus Wilson was in Jets camp on hard knocks. And then some, if Gonzo can keep him limited for the day, that increases the chances that Zach zips one to somebody else. And that somebody else would be a new England Patriot. I think that's spot on. Uh, one last note too, about Christian Gonzalez told reporters at the combine. I'd forgotten about this until uh, Mark Daniels, friend of the show and mm-hmm. mass live reminded me he took, Christian Gonzalez did inspiration from Sauce Gardner saying, when I walk in, I want to do that my rookie year. Uh, He's off to a pretty good start. All right, the wild card. This is a final thought we haven't covered yet. It could be a prop bet. It could be something off the field, a fun fact. You have already dropped some prop bets. Mm -hmm. What is your wild card for Sunday? Um, This is a a fun one. I looked this up on StatMuse. Just to take heart in the fact everything that you have pumped up about Zach Wilson just being an absolute hack Wilson against the Patriots. Um, but this isn't my, my, my true wild card. Zach Wilson has a passer rating of 50.6 with 693 yards, two touchdowns and seven interceptions in four games against the Pats in his career. So if you divide that out by average, he should throw for 175 yards. He should throw for half a touchdown and at least two picks on Sunday. That should give the Patriots a W. However, the one place I want the Patriots and they have been more fundamentally sound here, special teams, um, I love Barringer. Barringer, the boomstick, has been awesome. We're going to need a lot of big punts from him, probably, with the Patriots pinned back a couple times at Jet Life. But the one spot I want people to watch, you cannot lose the return game. You now don't have the edge in the return game because you don't have Marcus Jones. However, this Xavier Gibson kid, like man 53 on the Jets, the final one to make the team, which everyone heralded as such a feel-good moment on Had Knocks, uh, he had that huge return to win the game where Joe Buck had a scorgasm on national TV. He's good. He's yeah. really good. And the Pats can't lose him and let him like pull off a 45 yarder and get the Jets into scoring territory. I know Greg, the leg is kind of dinged up. I'm not sure who's kicking for the Jets, but this game is going to come down to special teams, big punts and whoever hits the final field goal. So, Two things on that. One, their special teams ranked number one in the league by DVOA. And that is helped a lot, obviously, by walk-off return touchdown, which Xavier Gibson had. And I think it's a great point. Damn, girl. The second is my wild card. (laughs) Is this week's injury report for the Jets? Greg Zerline listed as limited with a groin. And then in parentheses next to groin, it says capital R. And I just assume that means his right groin. But I don't know why the Jets felt the need to – or felt compelled to share that with us? Is it his inner muscle in his right leg? Is there something else going on with the groin? Or is it like just if R I for a, a groin injury, Just lie. Okay, say abdomen. Say something else is going on. No one needs, needs, needs. They give explicit detail about which side it is. So I just... Uh, <laughs> Belichick does like... Yeah, Belichick does like lower body and the Jets are like hyper specific, like right side <laughs> of groin, like just an yeah. exercise in complete uh, opposites as, as well. Uh, yeah, I don't, who's going to if he can't go, who's their backup kicker? 
I, I think he's going to be fine because he hasn't practiced or he didn't practice the last two weeks in this year. He's been this year, this yep. week, he has been limited. So he's, yep. he's upgraded, but it's okay. uh it's a good question. Maybe it's Gibson. I don't know. All right. Game pick time. I said it Patriots 16 jets, 13, it gets rained on. It's ugly. No one wants to rewatch this game except for those of us breaking down every single snap uh, as we do every week. What do you have? Uh, it's a tie game, 16-16. The Jets have the ball just over two minutes left. Zach Wilson faces a face full of pressure off the side from Keon White. He backpedals one right into the waiting arms of Christian Gonzalez at the Jets' 41-yard line. Mac Jones drives the Patriots all of nine yards. Ramondre does not get the first down, setting up Chad Ryland from 48 with the game on the line. He blasts it home. Pats Nation celebrates. We will not be on the schneid. We do not go winless in the division. We run the streak against the Jets to 15. Final score, Patriots 19, Jets 15. And that's an under for everyone who's going to use FanDuel. Oh, boy. Uh, 19-16? Yep. Okay, gotcha. That's uh, I love it. There's a, some of these games going back to 2015, I think ended that one ended in overtime. There was the touchdown, non-touchdown at the goal line. Like these games get weirder than I think we remember because they all get mm-hmm. blurred into the Patriots beat the snot out of the Jets or the Jets screw it up at the end. There's room for some some weird football here. I think oh, yeah. especially with the rain and everything that you were talking about. All right. And he is Fitzy. You can find him at WEI at Fitzy GFY on Twitter, Instagram. Are you on the talk? Are you younger than me? Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. All, it's all it's uh, across the board at Fitzy GFY. All right. Well, I'm going to go grab some lunch, and I'm going to do so thanks to our friends at Factor Meals. The final ad that we have here: Patriots are going to win. You heard it here first, and if not, we'll have you back. If I can even get a hold of you, Coach Prime, having your whole life on Do Not Disturb and all the wellness calls. Honestly, now I'm looking forward to both. Uh, I, I am too, dude. Have a great game. I'll be looking forward to your coverage as well, and. Uh, You'll be doing your you'll be doing your thing, talking, writing, and more. And if anyone wants to join the party, I'm going to try to have like a little Facebook Live going at the same time that we're doing the Six Rings post game show Sunday from the final kick to 7:30 on Weei Weei.com or on the Odyssey app. Join us. I'm hoping we're going to have our first Pat's party of the season, my guy. You got it. If folks can make it, they should go find Fitz anytime you can. Uh, we'll catch up with you later. All right, my guy. We'll see you later. Go Pat's.